Dude, stop being sad, goddammit. How can I not be? My dog had surgery. Liam's leaving. I know. Huh. All right, in the Triangle Podcast, Coach Guys Sports, Big Al, Liam over there, making us sound beautiful for the final time. Oh, it's so depressing. Um, Liam is leaving us. It's a see you later. It's a it's see you later. Not a goodbye. It's a see you later, Liam. Love Why you. do you have to go? I miss you so. See, we can just sing all night. I've been singing before the show even started. I mean, now I know you're a talented singer, Jared. You're just he has a beautiful voice. Yeah, no, we're not gonna beautiful voice. We're not going to go there. Uh, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe to the show on iTunes because we're going to do our best to make ourselves sound beautiful once Liam is gone. Uh, CouchGuysports.com, all the good stuff. We preach it every week. We didn't have a show last week, so we have a ton of shit to talk about. Ton of stuff to talk about. Uh, Big Al's hair is flapping up, looking great. Uh, so we're we're gonna talk about a lot here. It's gonna be a, a rock star type show. A lot to get to. I'm happy Liam's here for this because there is a lot, and I want to get his thoughts on the final show here. But let's start with going as far back as we can, news wise, and lead up to the most recent stuff. Mookie JD is the last, the first thing that happened in the last couple of weeks. Um, season ended, right? JD Martinez, we all know this. You know, even said in an interview that. The Red Sox probably can't afford Mookie Betts. He said that verbatim, so we probably know at that point Mookie's probably gone. Now they better not let J.D. and Mookie both walk. That's all I got to say about that. We've talked about this a couple times. It was coming to an end, and since like May, we knew this was going to be a long season. So um, the one interesting tidbit to all of this, and this is something that you know we were just kind of talking about a little bit pre-show, is the idea of trading Mookie Betts and then to re-signing him anyway as a free agent now big al what can you name another example of when this happened in the recent history in recent history i want to i want to say and i could be wrong on this was it chapman ding 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 roll this chapman is the perfect example of how this could work was with the yankees the year they weren't going to make the playoffs traded to the Cubs, won a World Series with the Cubbies. Won a World Series. Didn't go back to the Cubbies. Yankees re-signed him, and now he's still a member of the New York Yankees with a new contract. Right there is the perfect example of recent history of how this could play out. Now, do I think that's actually going to happen? Probably not. Mookie Betts is either staying or he's going, and the Red Sox brass seem to pretty adamant about keeping him. So my guess is they let J.D. walk, keep Mookie Betts around, and risk it. That's my thought of what they're probably going to do, um, especially with them wanting to be under the luxury tax number next year. Uh, they probably want to get J.D. Martinez off the books. So, but in this hypothetical, Al, you trade Mookie Betts for something, a lot probably, you know, some picks, young players, maybe a, a player in the making. Say you trade him to the White Sox for Jose Abreu. I've seen L.A. packages around uh, Jock Peterson, like there's a lot of options, but then you bring them back anyway. You know, I don't hate it out. You could probably finagle something for it. Um, but the only thing is now that's out there, teams might be inclined to give you less for Mookie bets because of that. But overall, Al, could that even happen? I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, could it happen? Yeah, we could all die tomorrow, but it's probably not going to happen. But the point I'm trying to make is, is that Mookie bets has not said to the Red Sox, Ink me a deal so that way I can stay here long term and be a Boston Red Sox for life. But he he's has, never said I hate it here. He never has said it, but he never has come out and said like JD Martinez, I would like to stay here. He said business is business. That was that's been his main thing throughout this entire process. Now, 
if that situation could happen where maybe they trade him to like the Braves for a year, you get a big haul and then you get him back somehow. Yeah, sure. Great. Sign me up for it. Awesome. Is that going to happen? No way. Whichever team Mookie Betts goes to, because I still agree with you, Jared. I think he's getting traded this offseason to somewhere, whether it's Atlanta, Los Angeles, wherever. If he gets traded, that team's going to try to lock him up long term. There's no way I see Mookie Betts coming back if he does get traded. Down the Mookie Betts line and kind of keeping in line with the playoffs, the Atlanta Braves losing to the Cardinals is a oh. really is a re, no, no, I don't want to go down that road. It's a really good thing for the Red Sox because. Atlanta Braves, we've been talking about it, is kind of the ideal team for Mookie Betts to be sent to, right? Close to home where he wants to be, a, a team that's basically a little bit away from being a title contender. They just lost in the first round to, one, a team they probably shouldn't have lost to. But nope. doesn't Mookie Betts give you that championship pedigree to help lead those young kids, put them over the hump? And in return, they can give you some significant value with you know things that they have in the farm system. They still have picks to like. They can give you a decent amount of a haul for Mookie Betts, and I think they'd be willing to do that in a heartbeat because Mookie Betts is a championship contender guy who won an MVP, has a World Series title, knows how to win, can lead that young team into the next step. You know, it's it makes a lot of sense, and them losing to the Cardinals only helped the Red Sox case if they do actually want to deal this guy. Agree with what you're saying, but here's the one thing that Mookie Betts is going to think about. He's going from a team in the Red Sox that had a lot of trouble with starting pitching this year, and you look at the names on that Red Sox rotation. Chris Sale, David Price, Nathan Eovaldi, Eduardo Rodriguez, Rick Porcello. They won you a World Series last year. This year, they didn't do squat. Now, granted, we know Sale got injured. We know Price had his stints on the, on the IL. We know all that. If Mookie Betts goes to the Braves, who's the number one starter for the Braves? Keiko right now? Fultonavich? He's going from one situation with a lot of offense and barely any pitching to almost the same exact thing. He no control, but he has no control over that. He doesn't, but he could maybe say to his agent, why am I going to go to a team that's similar to the Red Sox situation? It just wouldn't make sense. But now, he has no saying. There's no trade clause. There's nothing. Like, if he gets shipped to the Braves, he gets shipped to the Braves. It's all leverage on the Red Sox side of things. He, he can say whatever he wants, but if he gets dealt there, he's going to play it out because he's going to play out a year anyway. If he wants to see out free agency and we deal him to the Braves, He's got to play out the year as happy as can be and help that team win, or he looks worse. And he's not going to, I mean, he'll still have value. Someone will pay him. But if he gets straight to the Braves, the Red Sox, it's not going to diminish what the Red Sox are going to get if he goes to his agent and goes, Well, I don't know if I really want to be here. Okay. But you have a year to play for them and figure it out. And maybe you do want to be there. You know, there, there, there's no really situation where it's holding the Red Sox back from trading him to Atlanta. It's just a tough situation in general. It, whoever the GM coming in is going to be, is going to have a really tough decision on their hands on what to do with Mookie. We've said this for weeks. Now, again, could that situation happen? Sure. I don't see it. I just don't see it. Yeah, You know what I do see? The Red Sox ownership being a bunch of pricks. How, Jared? Please inform us. The Red Sox announced ticket prices going up again. Again. So I saw this. I didn't see the exact prices. What were some of the ticket price increases that you're talking um, about? In general, it is going up 1.7%. Um, it's very specific, and be, that is because um, they came, when they came out and announced this, um, they said 2% or ballpark 2%. So now they're, they're trying to look like good guys. This is my complete theory, probably true, because ownership sucks. Um, they're trying to look like good guys, but going, well, we said 2 and now it's not going to be 2 So. It's 1.7 because like who thinks of 1.7 to raise ticket prices? Unless it's the analytics telling you that yeah, analytics raise it 1.7. Yeah. 
Would you put it past the analytics at this point? All hail John Henry. I'll get into the analytics in a minute. My word. My word. That article from Alex Spear in the Globe. My word. That's what we're talking about in a bit. Because, whoa, well, there's some tidbits in that thing. Did you read it? I didn't get a chance to read it. Oh, I'll summarize it because my word. You think I hate ownership now? Wait till after I read that article. Whoa. Um, my word. Liam, you might have to run away from the show after this. Um, but let's talk about the Red Sox ownership and raising ticket prices. They, they, they're trying to defend it by saying, you know, we've, we've consistently raised ticket prices over the years. Yep, and we were pissed about it when you came in last and did it last time too. This, they're, they're kind of ass backwards right now because they are looking at the idea of raising ticket prices, and but they keep telling us they want to be under the luxury tax. So you're telling us we're going to raise ticket prices and costs to get in the Fenway, but we're not going to put the best product on the field possible because we don't want to empty our pockets to go win the title. That's what this ownership is telling us just by the, the show of examples. Now, they would have been better off not telling us they wanted to go over the luxury tax. And I get it. Like, there's a huge penalty if you do it like three years in a row, and this would be the third year. But don't say it out loud because then we would have no idea. I mean, obviously, we'd start catching wind of it when they start making deals and not and, or lack thereof. But don't say it out loud because this is what happens. You're going to get attacked. You're going to get berated by fans and people like me who hate you already. And now they're already raising ticket prices on top of it. They're going to put a, a crappier product on the field and spend less in the meantime and charge us more to get to Fenway Park. It's kind of ridiculous. Isn't it kind of funny, Jared, how when we think that we couldn't hate ownership anymore, they just do that one little thing that makes you just want to, I don't know, punch a wall. Everything that ownership does makes me want to punch a wall. Um, at this point, I, I, I mean, it goes back to the, you know, Larry Lucchino days when they sold, a, they were selling bricks, right? Like, oh, commemorative bricks, only $100 per brick. Like, okay, I can buy a brick and carve my name into it and dump it off next door to Fenway and you can leave it there. Okay, I'm not paying you $100 for damn commemorative bricks. Not, not needed. And now it's this. It happens enough. John Henry will never sell the team. Talked a little bit about this on the uh, most recent Couch Guy Sports Podcast episode too. He'll never sell the team. And the reason for that specifically is his wife, Linda. Linda uh, never will sell the team. She has too many toes dipped in the water. And it's unfortunate because I think this team needs to shake up. They need a new ownership group because at this point now, Henry's going 180 and he's trying to dip his toes into what was, you know, a pretty good system of like, I'll pay for it, get a baseball guy to run the organization and I'll kind of keep my toes out of the water. Now he's dipping both feet into the water. And probably the rest of his body, because now he feels like Dombrowski screwed him over. And now he wants to oversee absolutely everything where his money's going. It's like, okay, for the last 10 years, you haven't done that. And you trusted Larry Lucchino, that idiot to run this team. But now all of a sudden you don't trust anybody else to run the team. Absolutely. Ask now what's going on. And Al, he needs to sell a team, but it's not going to happen. It's not, it sounds like it's almost like a power struggle. You know what this reminds me of? And I'm going to go non-baseball for a second. It's all, it was almost like in the 1990s with uh, the Dallas Cowboys with Jerry Jones and Jimmy Johnson, just that power struggle of oh, who was God. the bigger figure in Dallas. I've, I've watched a lot of those football America's game documentaries. They're very good. You should check them out if you like football. But that's beside the point. The point is, it's this power struggle that you don't want to give up You know that title of just being the main guy. And that's essentially what it is here. Red Sox ownership do, does not want to give up being the main guys of the Boston Red Sox. And it's costing everybody. It's costing the product on the field, like you said. It's costing the fans a chance to actually see a good product and everything else in between. 
Liam, I want your take on this. And, and side note, Liam does not live up here. Doesn't go to many Red Sox games. Lucky him. Doesn't have to make that decision on his own. Um, are, you, are you on the same page here, Liam? Like, you, as a Red Sox fan who doesn't live in the area, like, is well, this mean, something that makes sense? To, to me, it seems like you raise ticket prices after a championship season. That makes sense. Which they did, which I'm fine with, right? They did but, it last year. But to come in after this piss poor season and uh, ask more of the fans is kind of tough, especially when you see that, like you said, management hasn't really delivered in the past. Uh, as far as um, John Henry goes, you know, some people might say if you want the job done right, do it yourself. Uh, I think if you want the job done right, you hire an expert and you know what you're good at and you know what you fucking suck at. And that dude sucks at running a baseball team. And uh, that's just, you know, that's an outsider opinion. I don't live in Boston. A lot of family that lives in Boston, and I know they've never been a fan of the uh, Henry family, but uh, here we are. It's absolutely crazy. And, again, that's how we got Liam. Brought him in the show because we don't fucking want to do it. Let Liam do it. He's professional. <laughs> um, look, this situation is garbage. And you're right. Like, if, if you don't know what you're doing, don't force it. Don't Don't kill yourself. Um, they did raise ticket prices after they won. And you know what, Liam, we didn't hear much about it. They just did it. Like they raised ticket prices. It was ho-hum. They had a parade to celebrate. They won a world series. No one really cared. That's when you raise ticket prices. You know what they should have done this year is lower ticket prices. Be like, Hey, you know what? We, we made a lot this year, despite the team not being great. Yeah. We're going to take a step back. We want to be under the luxury tax. That's okay. I have a crap ton of money. We're going to lower ticket prices and hope you hope to put a good product on the field next year. And, and wow, more fans might actually come to the games. Shocking idea, isn't it? Well, like, how hard is that? Like, when you look at the situation, I mean, yeah, you can be pretty smart about where you park and all this stuff, but, like, an, an average family of four ticket, three what, $300 to go to a Red Sox game for average family of four, depending on where you sit. So, and that includes, obviously, food, parking, tickets, like, absolutely everything you could think of for a family of four. Um that's absolutely nuts. And they're still going to fill the seats. They're still going to get fans because most of Red Sox nation, honestly, who goes to the games are mostly pink hat. Like I'll go to Fenway here and there, but most of those diehard Red Sox guys, like I don't know how often you go to Fenway, but I don't, I only went like twice this year. Yeah. I only went about, about three, four games this year. Not too much. You know, like, and I think that's pretty normal for most diehard fans. Whereas like a lot of the quote unquote pink hat fans fill pretty much the entire stadium almost every night, you know, sweet Caroline, blah, 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 all that stuff. Win or lose, all that stuff's going to happen. And I think they're just creating a culture where they can do whatever they want with their money and ask people to pay more money. And they've, they've created this culture as an ownership group that we can, people just pay it. We don't care. They're going to show up because it's the experience and it's fine. But don't be raising ticket prices when you have telling us that you want to go into the luxury tax means you're going to put a crap product on the field and you're not going to pay your two of your best players. This organization's a mess. Absolutely let's just mess. let's just leave it at that. This organization right now, this very moment, October 10th, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2019, is a complete mess. Great segue. Great segue to the last topic of the night. Because you know what? This is a big topic. It's a big deal. Big deal. Alex Spear, article. Guy who writes a lot of words for a living, unlike me. Writes a lot of words for a living. And these words were inspiring for me to hate ownership and this management group even more. I'm going to summarize the article. In a nutshell, it basically said, because backstory, Dan Levangie was canned. Dan Levangie, pitching coach, been in the organization for years, was canned, reassigned to, what, scouting, baseball ops at the back end somewhere. I don't even know what the official title is going to be. But he was basically taking off the coaching staff. 
Uh, two things from that. One, they're making coaching staff moves like there's already somebody in place running this team. So clearly they're probably going to hire in-house, right? That's just kind of an easy tell. They're, they're making all these decisions before they hire a president of baseball ops. The guy's probably already in-house. So that's my guess there. Two, if you read the article, it states how the analytics, those wonderful analytics that Alex Cora brought, and, I, and again, won your World Series last year, so can't complain about those analytics. But those same analytics, Al, basically said the, the current model of the team isn't working, doesn't work, and you need to change it to win a World Series. That's the same analytics that said this model worked last year and won you a World Series. So now those analytics are saying the model that hasn't changed, right? They didn't change much from last year, are now saying that same idea isn't working and they need to change it up to win a World Series. Um, excuse me. I think you won a World Series last year with Daniel Lavangie as your pitching coach. Pretty much the same pitching staff, minus Joe Kelly, who <laughs> blew it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and poor dude, man. Hey, at least he won a World Series last year because he was never going to win one in L.A. Um, you look at this, the analytics, it's absolutely moronic. that Basically, they fired Dana uh, Lavangie because the analytics told him to. Is essentially what happened. See, if you want to get away from the analytics talk, how about just just look at the stats? Plain and simple. Just look at two main stats. That's all you have to look at. ERA and strikeouts. If you take a look at the strikeouts per team this year, Jared, where do you think the Boston Red Sox ranked in all of baseball? Top five. Try second. Second in the MLB behind the Houston Astros. So if you're going by that statistic, you're thinking, wow, Red Sox pitchers actually had a good year, which obviously we know they didn't. But if you take a look at the ERA, Jared, where are they there? Oh, bottom five. Surprisingly, not bottom five. They're around 18th, 19th. Liam, you want to take a guess as to what their actual team ERA was at the end of the year? I don't even know. Are we closer to like six? Surprisingly, not that high. I was about to say, four- that could be high. Let's try 4.70. It felt like six. <laughs> it did. No, it did. And especially with the amount of blown saves, which we're not even going to get back into because that's just going to drive us all up a wall on already a sad episode tonight. But you know what? I don't care what anybody says. This was the right move. Levanji was not getting it done this year. The Red Sox need changes within the coaching staff. Obviously, Alex Cora is not going anywhere, which is great for this ball club. So you know what? Get rid of the guy that was the biggest problem. The biggest problem last year was what, boys? And everybody said the biggest problem was? The good old pitching. The good old pitching. If you can't pitch in the MLB, you're not winning a championship. Red Sox had that somewhat in 2018. They won a World Series. They didn't have it this year. They're watching teams at home. But, like the Atlanta but Al, so this round. is where we disagree because look how much of this year you missed. David Price didn't pitch. Chris Sale has been out not figuring it out. You missed Evaldi, right? Look how many games you had Evaldi last year towards the end that didn't pitch at all this year. Like, think about D- David Price and Chris Sale are taking up as much payroll as the Rays have paid their entire team this year. Which like, is that's, sad. And it's that's sad. not even a joke. Like, the Rays are one game away as of tonight from going to the ALCS to play the Yankees. And they're paying their entire team what you're paying Chris Sale and David Price. It's disgusting to think about. I know. And we can give them a little bit of slack because obviously we know Chris Sale is not that bad of a pitcher. He's been the ace of the White Sox and the Red Sox for as long as he's been around. And David Price was turning a corner last year, the second half of the 2018 season. And coming into 2000. Yes. I think I think he was. I think a lot of the sitting the sitting this year had to do with them losing. Um, I think he would have probably pitched through a lot of stuff towards the end, but I think they just there was no need to force it. Um, so I, I'm on the same page where like if you really think that Daniel Levanji can't do the job, then whatever. But last year he got a lot out of a crappy situation, 
right? He, he, he has a pitching coach got a lot out of a shit bullpen and he got a lot. He got a lot out of Joe Kelly. Hope don't know how he did that. And this year, only reason why they can him is because of the analytics said that the model that they're currently working on isn't going to work. Yeah. The model that they're on isn't working because they never built a bullpen. That's Dombrowski's fault. That's not Dana Levangie's fault. That's ridiculous. It's not, but obviously we know Dombrowski's out, so somebody had to take the blame for it. And unfortunately, yeah, Dombrowski did. That's the thing. Dombrowski did. Now, but, not, but now he can't because he's officially gone. Can so they now, find? Can they find a better pitching coach? Yeah, probably. But awfully, what are the odds of that? I mean, maybe they hire internally. I think I forget the guy's name, but there was someone internally that they liked as a potential suitor. Um, so maybe that's a thing. But when you look at the idea of why they fired him. I just don't like the reasoning because the reasoning has been the entire time. Those analytics, those pesky little, well, you should fire Dana, Alant, Evangie. Yep. Okay. Yep. Linda runs the Red Sox and the city. Yeah. Like what? No. And that's my impersonation of what analytics might sound like, but <laughs> look, look, this team is really mismanaged and it started with Dombrowski. He got fired, but it all starts with ownership. And the more John Henry and this ownership, groups dips their toes into the baseball day to day the more stuff like this is going to happen well oh well i i i like the analytics and yep we're gonna we're gonna fire bill of angie yeah um well you no know, linda runs the team and she told me to fire him because you know gore 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 told him to so you know those analytics man he's what he brought yeah we're gonna we're gonna raise ticket prices but uh yeah go red let's go red Sox. 2020 we're on the 2020 huh. I have nothing. I have, I have nothing for that. that. That was just fantastic. We love we love Moogie. We don't want to see Moogie go. Yeah, you do. But let's there not is, lie there is there is a way to keep JD and Moogie. It's gonna be difficult, but we can keep them both. But we're gonna stay under the luxury tax. Because I'm a cheap asshole who owns Liverpool too. Can't <laughs> afford both. And I'm gonna pick those damn Brits over ass any time of the week. But I ain't gonna sell the team because my dear Linda, that sweet broad of mine. Oh, that hot piece of ass. Yeah, she owns the Red Sox, really. <laughs> and the Boston Globe. She runs everything. Oh man. Yeah. Let's go, Red Sox. <laughs> Davy Dombrowski had to go. <laughs> I just want to let you keep going. Uh. Yeah, just just keep going. You're the star of the show anyway. You're uh, stealing it tonight, especially. Please. Jesus. Stim Red Sox team. Um, all right. Liam, how long have we been going? We are at 22 minutes and 56 seconds. So Solid. Get 23 minutes. Solid. 23 minutes, yeah. That's how old Linda was when I first made sweet love to her. 23 minutes, Mr. Henry. Okay. Thank you, sir. Hey, Liam. Yes, the sir. analytics told me that you have to leave the podcast too. Can't can't see, argue with the numbers, man. See, Mr. Mr. John Henry, that's why the analytics are wrong. Liam shouldn't have to leave the damn podcast. Fuck. No. Sometimes there's more to it than the numbers. Yeah, the numbers, man. They sell it all. My bank account's getting low. Gotta gotta beef up Liverpool. Gotta charge those pink hat suckers more money. 1.7%. That's what it is. Deal with it. Suck it up. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. Let's talk baseball playoffs. 
Ow. The Dodgers, man. Woof. Um, Good. 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 I'm glad they lost. Get some Dodge, in there. Baseball playoffs. Okay, let's start there before we jump away. Because like John Henry, man. Woof, that, that ownership group. The baseball playoffs have been fun for a divisional series. The Yankees swept the Twins because the Twins can't win in big games, apparently. Um, so the Yankees are going to the ALCS. The Nationals are going to the NLCS to play the Cardinals um, because the Dodgers and Braves couldn't figure their life out. Um, so that those series both went five games and they both figured, couldn't figure that out. So we're going to have a Cardinals Nationals NLCS. Who, who saw that coming at the beginning of the year? <laughs> and then, you know what? The, out of the way this playoff system's going, you, you might be sniffing a Rays Yankees ALCS the way the Rays are playing. Now, uh, that, that might be interesting because the way the Rays are playing, they have so much momentum right now. I would not mind seeing. An AL East, ALCS. That would be pretty cool. See, I don't want it because the Rays won't beat the Yankees. Astros can beat the Yankees. They got the pitching and the firepower to beat the Yankees. And if those damn Yankees go to the World Series, I'm going to puke. I'm going to puke. Well, you better be ready because the way they're looking, looks like they're probably going to go. I don't put too much stock in the Twins series yet because, well, it's the Twins. Um Let's see how they do against whoever shows up to the ALCS. My guess is the Twins, but um, that is still to be determined. But let's talk, let's talk about these Los Angeles Dodgers. Back-to-back seasons in the World Series. Uh, back-to-back losing efforts in the World Series. One to the Houston Astros and one to the, you know, the Boston Red Sox. You know, we, we, we know that too well and, and good. Um, they bring on Joe Kelly to be the savior of the bullpen for them behind Jansen. Last night in game five, they don't bring in Jansen. They let Joe Kelly pitch the next inning. Joe Kelly gives up the go-ahead grand slam to the Washington Nationals. In 10 innings, the Nationals take down the Dodgers at Dodger Stadium. One, Bryce Harper, suck on it. Two, Liam and Al, what is it with these Dodgers that they just can't win? They can't do it. Might have to get rid of uh, old Davey Boy Roberts. I was about to ask, how much of this falls on Dave Roberts at this point? I think a lot of it has to because they have all the pieces in place. They have great hitting. They have incredible pitching. Obviously, Clayton Kershaw stinks in the playoffs. Everybody knows that. Dave Portnoy is an advocate for it and knows it. Says he just is a nice guy but a coward in the playoffs. Walker Bueller is up and coming. I I do like Walker Bueller a lot. Ryu, who knows? So – I think it falls, but I think it falls a lot on Dave Roberts. He has the talent. He's had the talent in place. He just hasn't been able to get it done. I think the big one is the the the, Astro, the Astros World Series. You look at that; they should have won that series. Um, like last year, they ran into a juggernaut of a Red Sox team. Not to be biased on this Red Sox podcast, um, but I think there was really no way that the Red Sox were losing last year. They were too good of a team. They matched up really well, and they just ran through basically every playoff series they had. They ran through almost the entire season. So, look, I think last year was a little bit more of a conclusion that we all expected. I think a lot of people were expecting the Dodgers to win against the Astros. Like, they had a better team. They were put in the right situation, and they lose at home to the Astros, and the Astros win the World Series. Um, And they're probably going to do it again this year if they can get past the damn pesky Rays, who, again, have the same payroll total that you're paying two guys in David Price and Chris Sales. So that's an accomplishment in itself. Going back to Joe Kelly real quick, do you guys think the high point of his career was getting tackled by Tyler Austin? Has to be. 
that's that's a that's a top two moment. It was that, Kelly Fight Club has to be. It was that and ending the Dodger season last year in the World Series after a perfect eighth. So inning. it's officially Joe Kelly, the Dodger killer, right? It's been two seasons in a row now. Oh yeah, sure. has to be. Like Joe Kelly Fight Club, Joe Joe Kelly Dodger killer. Throw it all out there. Joe Kelly, man, I miss Joe Kelly. I did like Joe Kelly. Had the right attitude to pitch in Boston. He wasn't yeah, good as a starter. I always forget he's a good guy. Love he, also, he, he was also in Bruins games. games. Yeah. <sighs> what do you make of these playoffs, Al? Is this weird to you that this is all happening, or are we just seeing the ex- exposed for what these teams are? The Braves, not really ready yet for prime time. Can't figure it out. Get smoked in the first inning of game five. Ten um, runs you give ten, up in the first inning. Runs. Runs. That game was over in five minutes. That game was literally over in four minutes, and they were at home. So it wasn't even like you were on the road in St. Louis. You got embarrassed in front of your home fans. Um, Mookie Betts is going to be their savior. LA Dodgers, we know their makeup. Minnesota Twins can't handle primetime. Are these teams that are winning a lot in the regular season just not managing, being managed the right way to handle these big moments? Because now, now it's a theme. Three out of these four series are teams that shouldn't be going five games, went five games and either lost or might lose tonight in the Houston Astros. I Honestly, I love it. It's unpredictable. It's almost like the different playoffs, like the NHL playoffs, how it's so unpredictable. Last year, if you take a look, just in the American League, you had the Red Sox over the Yankees. And then you had the Astros over the, remind me who it was, the Indy, I believe it was the Indians, wasn't it? Yep. Last year. Yeah, and you could have predicted those coming out of spring training. And then with the way the Red Sox were playing, it just seemed like a foregone conclusion that the Red Sox were going to go to the World Series and then beat whoever was in the World Series. Point being, I like the unpredictability factor. I like the fact that the Rays are competing with the juggernaut Astros. I like the fact that the Nationals beat the Dodgers because, like I said, we get some new blood in there. And you know what? For as much as I don't like them, I like the fact that the Cardinals basically spanked the Braves in the first inning of game five of the NLDS in Atlanta. Yeah. It's awesome. It's fun baseball to watch. I think for baseball in general, I think it'd be really good to see Nationals, Yankees in the World Series. I think not my side, obviously I don't want to see the Yankees win, but I think the best World Series, that's what's what's left. Put those pesky Nationals, anti-Bryce Harper Nationals up against the Yankees and see who can win. Um, and I think that's going to be best case scenario for this league. I, I think the Nationals have a very good chance of going to the World Series because I think they are um, a little more determined than the Cardinals are. And the Cardinals, I don't think, are as good as they played. Um, Braves just kind of gave that up. I think the Nationals ripped that series from the Dodgers, like literally ripped it, like said, screw you. We are a better team. F off. Um, I, I can see the Nationals kind of moving on and winning the World Series here. Now, from the teams that are left, uh, when the, with the Dodgers out of play, I think the only team that really can beat the Astros now really are the Nationals. I mean, with that three-headed monster and Scherzer, Strasburg, and Corbin, I mean, give me them in any series. It's Honestly. Absolutely nuts. Um, and the way this is pumped up to be, and now I could be completely wrong, and in three hours we could find out that the Astros are eliminated and it's the Rays. Um, if that's the case, the Nationals are definitely going to win the World Series. But – this team in a, this playoff situation in a nutshell has been crazy. Um, been good games, nothing really blowout type games, except for obviously the last one. Um, are you, as a casual fan, with maybe not a Reds, if you're a Red Sox fan, are you watching these playoffs? I'm watching them. I mean, I'm watching them here and there just because obviously I'm a big baseball guy like you are, like all three of us are. Yep. So, I mean, I'm watching, but I'm maybe not as closely or as long, but I'm still watching. 
Yeah. Um, I, I think a lot of my watching has been, um, I think a lot of my watching has been really like in the background. Um, you know, everyone knows I'm married. I'll, I'll have it on the phone on the couch while I watch TV with the wifey and all of our shows. Cause you know, that kind of stuff too. But, um, I, I think the biggest thing is the playoffs are, are still, I think are important, but until the base to sport changes, I think that's going to be the biggest, the biggest downfall, but we'll get out of here. Um, Leah, many final words. Yeah, one too many words. As Jared plays the Titanic music in the background. I might have to just edit it in to make it sound a little better. But uh, we'll figure it out. But yeah, it's um, been an awesome experience, fellas. I can't thank Jared enough for inviting me into the end of the Triangle crew. Uh, Me and him are in somewhat similar industries outside of this podcast. So, um... Really respect his work ethic and his ability to make this work. And uh, when my cousin made the introduction and uh, gave me the chance to work on some production stuff about Red Sox, like Red Sox and Boston sports, I just couldn't turn it down. And uh, I ended up here. And Jared, the thing I got to say about Jared is he's as authentic a Red Sox fan as you can find. When we hit record, he's the exact same person as he was before we hit record. A douchebag, yep. If he's if he's negative on the podcast, he was even ne- more negative beforehand. And like that, comments like that, you know, that's what makes me love him. But uh, he's a man of many talents. Can't get past uh, the fact that I learn something new about his skill set every day. He's got impressions, whether it be of John Henry or personifying analytics. About? Did you personify analytics one more time? Yeah. Um. Fire. Yeah. Fire, Mr. Tito Levangie, because I say so. Yeah. Also a great, uh, great, uh, don't even know what I was going to say, but you're great at everything, man. Al, I already gave you a uh, very uh, heart-filled, heart-fueled, maybe? Very heart-fueled and filled. Uh, You know, I I said my goodbyes on uh, Legends Lingo, so everyone's going to have to listen to that. But more on Al is he can keep the conversation going no matter what happens. He knows how to handle the guests. He knows how to get the best answers out of the guests. He knows when to push. He knows when to hold back. That's my favorite part about Al. Also, a very great writer. Check out his stuff on Couch Guys. Uh, as for me, I'm moving on to hopefully some cool stuff with, uh, gonna plug it real quick, studentunionsports.com. Check it out. Uh, hopefully, this hasn't been discussed yet, but, you know, maybe first discussions can be made on air. Uh, hopefully some collaboration, maybe, from Couch cool. Sports and Student Union. I don't know. Maybe a crossover podcast of sorts. Uh, something fun. I think, uh, there, there's room for us to all share the love on the internet. The interwebs are a very big place. Exactly. To wrap it up, that was a long-winded way of saying thank you for having me this season, and I hope I have stuff sorted out by next season that I can still be involved. Oh, I'm holding you to that. Student Union isn't 24-7, so next season. My day job is, though, and they're assholes. We're going to miss you, kid. We're going to miss you. Um, Thank you very much for coming in open arms because everyone knows before, I produced this show. One, we did not sound close to being as beautiful as you made us sound. And two, anyone who's ever done this stuff before knows producing is a pain in the ass. And that is why I needed someone to do it because I didn't want to do it. 
and you openly did it with open arms. Side story to his family. When your cousin told me that he had somebody to produce my podcast, I laughed in his face because I was like, who the hell would you know that could do this? Um, turns it out, it ended up being Liam. So I was wrong. Ryan, yeah, if you're listening, I, I was wrong. Um, we appreciate everything you've done, but I def- definitely um, stay close to the stay close to the chest. We'll keep in touch. Not worried about it. I'll still be in the dugout. I'll be like Dustin Pedroia. I'll be around, but I won't do Oh, much. God. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Don't be Dustin Pedroia. <laughs> Just don't do that. All right. Uh, Al, anything else? Other than that, Liam, we're going to miss you, and, uh, but the show's got to go on, Jared. Got to keep this thing rolling. Show's going on. We'll be back. Of course, rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, uh, Into the Triangle Pod, right? Is that right? Into the Triangle Pod? I don't know. Um, oh, don't worry about Al's terrible internet. Um, sounds about right. We'll be back next week, most likely. We'll let you know. We'll keep you up to date. Definitely listen to this show again in full. Um, I'm going to save this as many times as possible and listen to it and cry because Liam's no longer going to be with us, but we'll be back. Cherish it. Myself, Big Al, CouchGuySports.com. We're adding writers. We're adding content. Uh, We're doing a bunch of stuff, so stay tuned. Patriots are in full swing. Everybody's in full swing, so uh, we'll be in touch. We're going to keep adding these episodes. So until then, enjoy the playoffs. Enjoy baseball, and we'll be back uh, hopefully next week. Another episode. Go Red Sox.